So I hate that you were right about this episode. <laughs> I love that I was right. Because I love to be right. I was extremely fearful that what you said was going to happen was going to happen. And it did happen. An entire episode inside Picard's subconscious. Yes. Well, in fairness to the episode, I'm going to be saying that a lot, I think, tonight. In fairness. In fairness. Yeah, in fairness to the episode. In fairness to the episode, on rewatch, less of it was in his brain than I remembered. Right. I felt like it was right. 95%, and it's not true. It's about 60, maybe 65%. Yeah. Yeah, I think we, because he's the main character, we think, oh, it's just all about him and what went on in his brain. But what do you... So, yeah, remind everybody the episode we're talking about and all the the fun stuff that you like to uh, to do. Of course. So what we've got here is a case of Picard, season two, okay? Yep. And we've also got the episode title, which is Monster. Interestingly. Monsters. The same title as um, an R.E.M. album. Yes. Right? Yep. So we got that. Okay. Uh, um, As far as the number of the episode. Seven. So okay, now we're talking. Now we're cooking with gas. Mm. Believe so. Believe it's episode seven. Yep, that is what it is. We all know it. We all love it. But the question I have is, do we love this episode? Well, that's a question that needs answering, but not right now, because what we need to know first, of course, is the um. Why is it not telling me this shit anymore? All right, screw it. Oh, you want to see? <laughs> you, you trying to see who wrote it? Yeah, I don't even care anymore. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's talk. Written by Jane Maggs, directed by Joe Menendez. Okay. The new director, um, Maggs. Have we seen Maggs before? I don't know, actually. That's a good question. That's where I always turn to you. I know. But I do have a, a bit of... Um, Poor Mags is going to get it for me a little bit tonight. Yeah. I, so I've been doing a lot of research about this episode and just really, as I always do with every episode, I want to see, I want to, I like to take the temperature of the fan community and see what they all think of these new episodes. And this one, I've, it's two opposite ends of the spectrum. Some really like it and some really hate it. I'm not seeing sort of anything in between, except maybe for me. I, I think, I think an argument can be made that in another time, in another place, maybe on the next generation, this could be, I think there's a great, I think there's actually a great episode in here somewhere. What confuses me is the precise location of this particular episode. Why is it, why are we doing this right here, right now? Mm. Because it seems as if it almost puts the narrative a little bit, it kind of slams the brakes on the narrative a bit and focuses on something that seems somewhat unimportant and begins to address and answer questions that we weren't really asking Mm. this season. I mean, definitely hinted at, but it wasn't like this overarching theme that I thought that we thought, when are they going to get to that? When are they going to get to Picard's issues with his dad? When are they going to get to his childhood past? When are they going to get to all of that? So it's, yeah, I, I question. So that's my thing. I question why we're doing this right now. Mm. Here's my response. I have a prediction. I think it is possible that at the after this season is over, you may look back on this episode as the linchpin. Yes. 
I don't know what that word means, and actually now that I say it, it might have bad origins. As the fundamental, the fulcrum on which the season yes. turned. It's here's the thing, right? Now I understand I, I was you yeah. when I first watched it. Now I'm not you. No, I had the same opinion, and now I don't. Well, because, my, I've softened on it a little bit, but Well, my my take here is that it all goes back to you you change in all the ways but the one that matters. Yes. I think that this is actually critical. And I think that um I think that they sort of did a poor job at letting us know how critical it was. Yep. Although the conversation at the end with the watcher and Picard, I believe, sort of started to hint at that. Okay. And I do think that one thing is, so the repeated line, which is, there's no better teacher than one's enemy. Right? Four, I think four times we heard that. Yeah. Yes, you're right. And obviously we're talking about Q. Yep. Now, did you have a point where you thought, oh, by the way, let's all say how great it is to see Gaius Baltar from Battlestar Galactica. Yep. Yep. Um, Surprising. I knew who he was right away. I was so surprised. Yep. I hadn't really thought about Battlestar Galactica in a couple of years. No, neither have I. Uh, as great as it is. So, did you think Gaius may have been Q? No, I never thought that at all. No, it crossed my mind. Because he had just played a therapist in the other one, although we know his version of a therapist is a like a cartoon version of Sigmund Freud. Yeah. yeah oh, be about your no, I did, though. It was weird. So I have not watched BSG for quite some time. Now, it's funny. When I saw him in Picard, for like for a few seconds, I was like, oh, my God, it's Julian Bashir." And then, no, it's <laughs> not him. But I remember when I first saw BSG and then I saw him back then, I was like, wow, he looks like Alexander Siddig, Julian Bashir. So I, I, I kind of had a relapse of that whole. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, fun. It was funny. And I don't even know the actor's name. I just know it was Guy's Baltar. Yeah. And Guy's Baltar is a great name. Also. Yeah. Um, so I think that more than fixing time, mm -hmm. the real uh, task is to fix Picard. I don't know why, though. Still don't know why. I don't think it's been set up well, but that's just what I think. Um, after this, especially. And it seems like there is, if they're all tests and they're all opportunities for Picard to grow and to learn things. And that sort of is what it's always been. Even since the beginning, when you thrust them in front of the Borg, it was to teach him a lesson. Right. Make him face the fact that he's not as secure out there as he thinks he is. Right. Right. But now, to be fair, though, we've been through this test with Q before. All right. So in the, in the, since this episode aired, I actually went back and watched um, some older Next Gen episodes, and I paid particular attention to Q Who. Mm -hmm. And it's that same attitude. It's the same, it's the arrogance. The, you're just not ready for what's out here. You have no idea. So it plays on that theme. And I think to myself, well, I think you're right. Why are we, what are we back? Why are we back at, why would we be back at this theme again with Q? Well, I don't know that it's his arrogance. I think it's something else because he says you change in all the ways except the one that matters. So right. you've changed in your arrogance, maybe. Yeah. You've changed in these other ways that are superficial. Right. But there's some way that you're not changing that's more important. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what this is about by facing this yeah. past trauma. Now, I don't think it's the best direction for the story, but I do think it fits, I right. guess. Right. Um. And I do think that there's some there's some bits in it that I found were were pretty good. Uh, let me see, uh, deeply urgent and personal. Well, even Picard himself says this is irrelevant <laughs> when after he wakes up, he tells the watcher like this is irrelevant. He said like we have to get back and getting going after Q. Yeah. And uh, she says, like, well, you just went through a really traumatic thing. So this is totally irrelevant. We're going after Q. Yeah. So he thinks it. Right. 
And then he comes to realize, like, well, wait a minute. No, no, no. Why is he putting me? Why is he doing this? Why is it so personal? Right. What is it that he actually wants? Yeah. What is he trying to do? I used to know my enemy because there's no better teacher. And then we could go on the offense, we figure out. So, but um, I think that was key. But do you, but do you feel like after this, having come out of all of this, do you get, do you at all get the sense? that Picard is more prepared for what he has to do? Do you feel like we as viewers are sort of better armed for the for what is to come? Like do you do you what do you feel like you learned? Well I think that helps the story. Unfortunately, like the last couple of um episodes, we learned painfully little. Yes. But right. we did learn things. One we learned that he has to face something else about his mother, right? right. So we got the thing where they move us an inch, but then you find out there's another another foot to go. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I mean, and we got confirmation that. Well, it's not really confirmation, is it? That um, Gerardi's out there. He, you know, like they, they tended to the other storyline. Well, this is here is my here is my problem. Okay. Do you ever like watch a show and we've definitely I think done this with Discovery where you're just watching it there's you know it could be a season long story arc whatever and you have these sort of moments of confusion you don't really know where the story is going or there's all these other sort of ancillary things that seem to be going on and there seems to be like that one episode that comes along that brings all of your confusion sort of into full focus because what I mean by that, what I mean, like um, yeah, for us, it would be somewhere like when we found out that there were two red angels, right? Yeah, like what I mean is now, and again, you more than likely are very right. Right now, and this is and this is what I kept saying when I was posting on the Trek BBS. I said, "Here's how I'm feeling about this right now," because we've got more episodes to go. This may change later, but I said I can only I can only say how I feel about it at the moment, what I saw. And what's happening, and you and I were talking about last week, and I think the week before, the show seems to be going into a very weird place. And in watching this, between what was going on in Picard's mind, then you have uh, the Girardi Borg situation, you have Rios and the Doctor, you have the Soong stuff that wasn't featured this week, but that's still going on someplace. You have, you know, the Q stuff. I was beginning to th- to sort of take this, you know, to look down at my view and see how many storylines we had going on here. And I began to get a little, I don't want to say irritated, but sort of like there's so much going on. And yet so much of it right now doesn't feel related to what the main storyline is. Like the Borg Queen stuff. The Borg Queen stuff, maybe it's going to come head to head with the main storyline. I don't know. The Rio situation, the Soong stuff. There's so much happening, and I and I fail to see how they, how these have any, what these have to do with anything. And I, I just, I, I'm. You and I were talking about it with the Soong stuff a few weeks ago. We're so late in the season now, and they are still introducing new stuff without resolving stuff a few weeks ago like nothing i don't feel like anything's been resolved as they continue to add more pile on more stuff and it's really beginning to i'm beginning to lose track and i'm just getting worried i don't like all these moving pieces of things that don't seem to be related to one another just not right now i don't like it Mm, i know what you mean yeah i can see that it's giving me it's like it's giving me anxiety on in all honesty i don't i just yeah i I think it's actually You've got two storylines going at once, really. I think it's only two. Yeah. You've got Gerardi and the Borg Queen, and you got to get back. you got to get back to the future. <laughs> and so you got that, and then you got Picard has to learn something about himself that Q wants him to learn, which for reasons we don't fully understand. Right. And those are the two storylines, I feel. Right. Like, I do think that we got just, we had a bunch of, you know, Rios gets. Deported. Ice picks up Rios. Yeah, yeah. And now, that's the other one, yeah. Actually, you know what? You make a good point because now 
we end with Picard is picked up by the federal agents for being an alien. Yeah. Yeah. So think of, think of something like this. Okay. Now think about the voyage home. Okay. Which is obviously a huge inspiration clearly for this season. When you think about the voyage home, what did the crew have to do? Okay. They all broke up to go do what they had to do. Kirk and Spock went to the uh, aquarium to find out more about the whales. Scotty, Bones, and Sulu went to go figure out how they can get a whale tank taken care of. Chekhov and Uhura went to go find some uranium to recrystallize the dilithium. But it was all for the same goal. Okay, they were all doing different things, but the end game was all the same. Mm -hmm. They were all working simultaneously to help get us to where, to help get the story to the end that have well, nothing so, to do with saving do, a pair of whales and getting back to the 23rd century so i have a slight counter here's what i think first off this is and this is going to be a very deeply unsatisfying response but that's okay that was an hour and what 45 minute movie yeah and unfortunately yeah. we are locked in the world of 10 right. episode right. arcs we are so, Here's how it would go if it was made today. It would be 10 episodes or 8 episodes, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you would send off um, Chekhov to check out the whatnot, right? So he's off, and then he gets picked up by the FBI for being a Soviet spy, right? So well, then... He, well, Uhura, he, did. he did. Right, but, yeah. but they, like, they take him to an interrogation place, you know, like in D Washington, D.C. So then Uhura has to go uh, to D.C. and infiltrate... The thing to get him back, right? And then, uh, and then something would happen to her. Well, then okay. So, so Spock would mind meld with the whale, and then like he would turn whale, right? And he'd be like getting revenge for all the whaling industry that of the world, and he'd be like modern murdering people, yeah. and then he'd get arrested for being a murderer. Right. <laughs> See, then, but but. but and this is my point. Like, it goes back to what you always say, which is... Keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. And I don't feel like they've done that. Now, to be fair, I, yes. It's the whole... It's a season-long story arc. And I remember, like, when Akiva Goldsman was on the Ready Room last season, he said they were approaching the show as if every season is one episode. So you, so I, I realize, like, I'm sort of judging it by... I don't buy standards, it. But... Thing, I don't I, buy I that. I still feel like it's overcomplicated. I still feel like there's all this, there's just too much stuff going on that's so overcomplicated. Yeah. It's I don't think he's full of crap though, because the well, the first three episodes, we were like, oh my god, they're doing it perfectly. We're getting yeah. satisfying yeah. episodes at the beginning, middle, and an end, but they're moving the plot forward each episode. Right. So they know how to do it. They knew how to do it. Right. Um, man, it's like they had the same. But but again, it's, 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 it's they had the same editor or right like person like, running. But it's like before you like, but when you get to episode five, episode six, like, and you're of a ten episode season, and you're still introducing things without having already resolved some previous stuff already, it's like I, I can just, it's like it's going to collapse. I'm, I'm fearful that it's going to collapse under the strain. I just there's too much stuff up in the air, and I don't like it. I really don't like it. Because it goes back to what I was saying about placing all of your right bets now, on the final episode. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But, 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 if we really look, I know it feels like more is up in the air. Yeah. But we've got Gerardi's out there. Yeah. So that's yeah. like taking up a lot of people's attention. And you got Q, of course, it's over the whole thing. And then Picard got arrested. Now, we already know that if they can save people from being arrested. I don't think it's a good story decision, but right. He, you know, that's all it is. Really, there's three things going on. Right. Right. Picard being arrested, Q and Picard's past, and then Gerardi. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Where are we going next? And the reason I ask you that is because well, unless okay. there's, hold on, unless there's more to do, okay, yeah. they kind of mildly hand wave Oh, you saved Renee Picard. She's in um, isolation. We're good. Well, I mean, no, she's going to space. They fixed it. Yeah, they fixed it. Yeah. So I think that's fine. 
Oh, wait, but then what about Sung? Yeah, no, you're right. It's a mask. Yeah, so in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, so we're good then. Sort of. Right, but then where's Sung? Obviously, Sung's going to come back, right? Yes. Maybe, but maybe not. But see, but then you want, but you also introduce Sung, and as I said, you have this whole genetic thing alongside it, and I'm like, there's still that mystery that's there. She finds out that she's just one of many, and I'm thinking, okay, but what does this have to do with anything? You so that that whole thing still has to be resolved. So there's not three things. There's four things going on. The last time we saw them was Corey figuring out the truth. Now, so we still need answers there. Yeah, we could consider that... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And how many episodes left? Three? Three. Three. Yeah. Right? Because think of it like this, okay? You, we spent time in Picard's subconscious, okay? But then yeah. the show also reveals that not Laris is a Romulan. A reveal yeah. that I truly was not questioning. No, I didn't care. I didn't care about that. And yet... I actually just didn't even put it in my notes. Right. Which... <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay. Okay, show. Like, okay. Fine, 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 fine. But there are other things to be dealing with right now. Why are we, why are we doing this? All right, in fairness to the show, I mean, how long did that take? Ten seconds? They didn't make that a big story point. She showed her ears, and he was like, oh, my God, you might be an ancestor. Yeah, i got to turn her back, but it takes eight hours. Right. That was it. But, but, it's, but, it's not, but in my opinion, it's not over. There's still more that we still need more answers. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, you're right. it's, it's taking a very, um, not a great twist. No, so, no I, I want to be, no, be clear. No that my I've got some fatigue on season long story arcs right as I've said yeah we there is still a lot that the show needs to answer for right now and they've got to do this this shit needs to move fast you know they've got three episodes to do this and my anxiety over the whole thing isn't that I don't think they're going to be able to do it what it's really coming down to is my fatigue on season long story arcs and me not feeling like this is an effective way to tell a story like this. I don't like I don't like these stories continuing to pile on the mysteries, the questions right up until the end. And then having the end reveal the answers to everything. Yeah. I don't like that it I don't like that they place the burden on the last episode of the season to answer for all of these things. Yeah, and that really is um, the MO of, you know, we tend to not like to lump all the tr new treks together, but if, right. you, if you lump the current live action treks together, that's the MO. This season. Last season was this not. Season anyway, yeah. And so that's, yeah I, yeah. I think the one thing is like the, I, for me, the elephant in the room is the, the absence of Michael Chabon. But I, I really think, think that was a big loss. But I think also last season, as you and I, I think, said, they were not overcomplicating things. I mean, they would... Yeah, they, it was... They stayed the course. They, them, but... they stayed the course. I mean, they were introducing other things. Well, they had the two main stories in parallel, and it was clear from the beginning they were going to Yeah, collide. and when things and... happened, they happened and then they went away. Like, you went and you saw... Um, you know, like you'd go for an episode and deal with something, but yep. then it wouldn't carry on and you'd be left wondering, like, what the hell's going to happen with that? Right, right. And of course, yeah, I, I do think that, yeah, they, they, I think last season they complicated just to the point that you can and no more. Right. It was like if they did one more thing, then it would have kind of. Yeah, so they had a one more big thing. That's when it would have collapsed. a lot of stuff. Right. Romulan. It's also if you do well, right? They had Romulan mythology. Yeah. He had a yeah. love affair between a secret Romulan agent and Soji. Right. You know, it was all kinds of wild stuff, but it all worked. I also think that in this episode and even the ones, the two prior to it, I don't think that the supporting cast has really had much to do. I, 
I think what's happening with the supporting cast in these last few episodes is it's what I feared the Star Trek Picard show was going to be. That it was going to be mostly him and they were only going to have these supporting characters who were not as strong as he was just sort of being task rabbits in, in some strange way. Just, yes. being in, just being there in service of the story. And again, what a difference from last season where, like I mentioned before, we had to do yeah. full like half an hour on each character because they had such exactly such so, arcs. But it's interesting that you have it's it's kind of strange that in this episode, the episode almost addresses all of these complaints in its dialogue. Right. Because you have um you have the Rafi and, and Seven saying, We are the main event. Gerardi and Rios is a side story. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which but the thing awesome. is, you guys are not the main event because no, your you're name not is not, right. You because the name is yeah, your name is not Picard. So yeah. this this and and you that's know. and that's where my problems arise from all of this. I think it just brings a lot of those things into into full focus. I totally agree with that part. A lot of these things are tough, and you know, I'm. I think I'm being optimistic because it's a hopeful optimism, and the fact that I did. I didn't. The only thing I don't agree with is I didn't see this as a total, um, like out of the blue episode that didn't belong. Right. I. I do think it's integral to the story. It is true, though. I wish that there were about two less side stories so that you can actually focus on this. Well, one and one of the thing I said, then I'll, then I'll shut up and I'll let you talk. Cause I know I've been sort of monopolizing. This has been, I think another thing this episode represents is I think it highlights in some way. I'm going to, you, you may, your head may explode when I say this, but I think this episode in some ways highlights the, the problem of releasing episodes one a week. Because if you were to watch all these episodes this season in succession, um, they would, I think, play much better together. When you have an episode like this, and even maybe last week, maybe even the week before that, where it feels like so little progress has been made on the storyline, that's definitely, that definitely feels so because of the waiting between weeks. And you feel like you've not really made any progression. Once you watch all these episodes one after the other, once you binge them, you know my my concerns about this episode don't even exist because you've watched it. Now you're on to the next one, right? You wonder if it's. I wonder if what we do is becoming obsolete. Well, it's because I'm sitting here thinking about it week to week, right? Yeah, you, so you have to. We're taking notes. We're doing a podcast. Yeah, you have time to think about it. When you binge it, you don't really have time to think about it. You can watch it quickly and move on. Yeah, it's a bummer. I it's mean, because yeah. I don't see Star Trek as that. Right. I don't see Star Trek is for me. I think for most people, it's not entertainment that you you know you watch it and you forget about it three months later. Or hell, three weeks later, or no, three days later. Right. That's not what it is. It's right. like that's why people are still. Why is why we're still watching the original series of the Next Generation? Exactly. I think these things are supposed to, yep. you know, matter. I think is the way to say it. Whereas now it just feels like another episode of Vampire Diaries, season of Vampire Diaries, where it's like, you know, you get as many views as you can, and then you kind of on to the next. But I think. What I'm saying, I think my feeling is much more or less confirmed when when I go when it goes back to what Akiva Goldsman said, where he said every season is like an episode. Okay, I am on hour seven of a ten hour episode. So my judgments now may be irrelevant by the time the season's over. Because now I can see the whole thing. I mean, would you if you watched a film, would you, do you judge it? If you've only seen like three quarters of a movie. Yeah, you don't go write a review on it. Exactly. So. That's true, but this is television. It's supposed I don't to be like different. that. I don't like no, that. me neither. Um, 
Yeah, no, I don't like it either, honestly. And it really kind of comes down to the fact that oh, here's what I really don't like, and this is something that we talked about: is the fact that yeah, I'll use next generation because for me that's my platonic ideal of Star Trek. But you know, I've said it before: you would get an idea, a big idea per episode. Usually, yeah. sometimes they were just goofy right. action or something, but usually you would get some one big idea an episode. Now we get one big idea a season. Mm-hmm. Maybe two, if we're lucky. And then a bunch of little ones alongside it. Right, but little ones are sort of inconsequential. I mean, what, that uh, our immigration system is cruel? Yeah, I th- okay, I think I understood that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I sort of miss that, where it's each yeah. episode you know you're getting, like, an idea or some cleverness. And now it's just pushing the plot along a tiny little bit. And, right. Uh, right. Yeah. But yep. as I always say, I think this is this also hurts rewatch value because you can't just one of the joys of watching, you know, a show that's not an Akbe show is that you can just go back and rewatch any random episode you want. Yes. And I do that a lot. Yeah. Just go to next gen and I've watched oh, lower... I don't really remember this episode that much. I think I watch it. I've dude, I've watched Lower Decks like like five times each season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so I, yeah. I think what I'm getting at is what I'm getting at is, it is I don't think it's so much that I, that I didn't enjoy the episode. I think it's, yeah, I'm just fatigued on, on season. I'm really fatigued on season long story arcs. And I don't think that this, and this show is, is really bringing that into full focus right now for me. Yeah. And if I can, I'll just repeat it one more time. I'll say it, but it is a real bummer because last season we sort of saw this as the hope of like, look, they can do season long story arcs that are feel good, satisfying it all the way through right and now it seems that they can't you had too many yeah. writers in the room for this one i think how many producers though mm. but um yeah it just seems like i don't know i don't know I, yeah, i'm not gonna keep beating a dead horse but so the, i do have some other things to say uh one i just want to talk a little bit about some terrible dialogue that okay really cool. all right so hurt my heart so uh we have the doctor talking to rios and she says, you know, when someone has to like emphatically ex- try to convince you that they're not human, like you shouldn't have your kid around. Right. right? That's a fine line. That was funny. You know, because he's there like, no, seriously, I'm human. That was funny. And then the next line she says to him almost immediately was, you respect that man. First, where the hell did that come from? But OK, she changed the subject. That's fine. And think, he says, did she think he didn't? And then he says, I didn't have a father. I tend to seek out father figures. And then she says, what do you mean? You just brought up the fact that he respects that man. Then he says, I seek out father figures. Are you, you're a doctor. You're not an idiot. Can you not put two and two together? I'm a doctor, not a, yeah. Uh, it just, that is just such off. First off, the just jarring unnaturalness of, Shouldn't have my kids around you. You respect that. Man. Okay, but, 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 what about, what about, are you from outer space? That was fine. No, I'm from Chile. I only work in outer space. Yeah, that was good. I like yeah. that. Right. It's from the voyage home. Ah, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> well, I wonder why it's so good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Dr. Jillian Taylor says to Kirk, don't tell me you're from outer space. No, I'm from Iowa. I only work in outer space. That's uh, great. But no wonder why that was such a good line. See, I didn't even remember that it was from that, but you and I did get our wish kind of that because we kept saying, where's the person who lives in this century that's going to help them? I think we knew it was going to be the doctor, but we weren't sure if they were actually going to actually act on that. And they did by beaming her aboard the La Serena because he's not a good liar. Okay. Right, but also he already beamed in a right. tool. Right. Uh, I'm a little confused as to why he had the doctor use the tool, given that it didn't really make any sense. He seemed to know more about it than she did, but that's fine. Yeah. Right. Um, and she didn't even give her any instructions, like just wave it around his head. It's fine. But what do, you, what do you think about the, de- the, the decision to kind of reveal themselves to her? I mean, I know you and I had said we would hope they that they do that. But do you have any thoughts on how, on on like how they did it or why they did it? 
did you find in the moment that it was necessary? No. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I, I well, here, here's what I did find. I thought that well, you should do it because it's cool and it's a Star Trek thing. But they put so much emphasis on breaking time, right? That it sort of felt like they weren't really pushed, right? I mean, it was weird. They were pushed in a way like mm, if the consequences were not so dire, right? It would make sense. Like, if you didn't want to be rude to her, then right. it's like, yeah, you would do it. But if you're going to destroy time by being rude to someone, I think you would be rude to them. I mean, I mean, and this obviously reminds us, again, of the voyage home when Chekhov is in the hospital and they have to break into the hospital and get him out. That's obviously much more humorous than, than this one is. But at the very least, I mean, Kirk and McCoy didn't really reveal who they were. I mean, they had some tech with them. The doctors were like, what the hell is that? What is that, a gun? And he melted the lock of the door. So, I mean, and McCoy's using his advanced medical technology to revive Chekhov. But, so I get it. I mean, they're still kind of channeling that people from the future, confusing those of the the century. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think something about it, about her, about revealing to her who they were just felt very backed into a corner and like i have no choice i have to because i can't lie my way out of this or something i think for the part yeah in with the with in in the clinic yes i don't think you had to take her to the show yeah yeah but what i was fine because i like those kind of scenes but yeah does it does it internally keep with the logic of the episode in the season no no i think it i think had it been had it been something like if he if he said to her where he was from very much like Kirk said to, to Dr. Taylor and, but she still wasn't sure if he was telling the truth or not. And then he yeah. proves it to her by beaming her aboard the bird of prey. Like, yeah, she'd been proven by having the future right. tool magically appear in his hand. Right. Right. But it's very true. Very true. So I, um, it it didn't land a hundred percent for me, but I mean it's 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 not a huge deal because it's not integral to the storyline at the moment anyway. So no, I don't think it will be. Hmm. Um, but one thing that I think may be integral to the storyline, two things. I mean, we didn't really even talk. It's funny we talked so much about the concept of going into Picard's unconscious. We never talked about the substance. Yeah, yeah. So the substance being that he had this memory of his father being a monster who was abusing his mom and making her life horrible and turns out actually his mom was probably my well my polo the right word uh anymore i don't remember what it's called but you know she had some mental illness right and she was actually endangering him as a young man so he was wrong about it and he misinterpreted uh, the situation which actually now makes me think what if that's what this is what if it's not about him overcoming something about his relationship with his mom or his trauma, but it's more about realizing that you can you can misinterpret things very hugely, and you've misinterpret you've misinterpreted Q. Right. Q has been doing something that's good, or I don't know. That could be cool. Well, he mentions at the end of this episode that the Picard does that the trial. I forget his exact line, but he said the trial is continuing or he needs a trial or something. He makes a reference to the trial. And as you know, Q says in the beginning, the trial never ends. Yeah. So. But also this isn't a test. Right. But the trial is not a test. So could it be that is Q losing this trial? Or is is Picard, is something... Is are they being judged essentially by a, I don't know, a higher power or something like that? Well, I think the other dialogue that might help us is that he says, "I need to know Q to solve this." Right. He says it's something deeply urgent and personal to Q, and yeah. I, we need to figure out what that is to go on offense. Right. So perhaps. I mean, I think, see, now this is okay to talk about. This feels good to talk about because right. this actually fits and it's right. kind of cool. Um, and then when he asked Guinan to summon Q, 
she can't do it. Right. Now, here's the interesting thing. We saw Q last time not able to fully use his powers, maybe because he's no. not no. a Q. Because that's where we're supposed to – because in that moment when he snapped his fingers and he wasn't able to do it, that was him trying to inflict the changes on her. And because it didn't work, that's why he became the psycho. That's why he became the therapist. He had to like change his tactics. Yeah. Right. He was going to do it right then and there at the snap of his fingers. But to be a psychiatrist, I mean, you or I could dress up as a psychiatrist and sneak into a psychiatrist's office and do a bad um, right impersonation of Freud. You don't need to have any Q powers to do that. Right. So maybe he doesn't have any powers. Maybe he's not a Q right now. Or well, he doesn't have any powers because when he snapped his fingers and nothing happened, he reacted. So, right, but we don't know if that was a temporary fluke thing, or if that was a permanent. No, state. we don't. But I think, but I think that. But the thing is, everything that Q has done since then, acting as the therapist, recruiting soon, right? I think run is, him over with the car. I think is all a result of him not being able to do it himself with the snap of his fingers. I think mm-hmm. this is Q changing his approach to ensure that the outcome that he's trying to achieve still occurs. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. I think that to me, that is obviously what is happening. So then With what him. is, so then is the trial, there's something that he set into motion. Like what is there to figure out about Q that well, Picard needs to figure out about Q in order to go on the offense. That's a, a that fun is the question. Mystery. Well, Picard in the first episode, second episode, Picard notices that something is up with Q. Q still has his powers, but he's still feeling like something is up. He says, I think he says, you're not well or something. Yeah, then he immediately Picard gets rage knows, Picard. Picard knows that something is up. Yeah, and it was cool because he kind of reached out almost like in a human and like an empathetic moment of like, yes. are you okay? Yeah. And, and, and Q lost it. And Q lost it. So... You know, we can't lose sight of the fact that there's something up with Q. And and I think it's even more brought into the picture when, when Guinan can't even summon him. At the yes, end. totally, totally, I agree. So something, I mean, something is definitely wrong. But again, I think that what Q is doing in the 21st century now is, again, playing the therapist recruiting soon it's all because he can't do it with the snap of his fingers so he's going about it in a different way yeah so yeah so i wonder what what it will be that he has to find out and i think that that's yeah. uh that's a fun thing that i'm looking forward to seeing where it goes what do you take away from getting more information about Picard's father. Only, I don't think it matters in the. How is this helping? Think, How does this? Well, happen? I think. I hope so. Right, we don't know. Like I always say, anything can be good if they write it well. And so, one thing that just occurred to me as we were talking it through that I think would be cool would be if it is. That he he has to realize how wrong he was about his father, mm-hmm. so that he can then realize how wrong he has been about Q, and that he hasn't fully understood what was really happening. Interesting. Just just like when he was young, he thought he, he totally thought he knew his dad was a monster. He he was sure about it. So you think that the him learning something about his father him maybe misjudging his father or something like that is going to help him in his potential misjudgment of Q? Yes. And he will realize that Q has actually, I don't know, obviously I I don't know what it will be. And that's where the fun is. I hope but that's not true. Really? I don't see I that. that. I don't see that as being a very strong I don't see that as being a very strong being very strong. Well, uh, all right, so imagine this though. Imagine that it's like you're wrong. Okay, so he's wrong about his father yeah. and then he figures out that he was wrong about Q, but it's something like 
Q has actually been protecting Picard from the Q continuum or some big picture thing that Q's actually been. Yeah. You know, so it has to be huge, something big. Right. Like that. Right. Yeah, like if not for the things that he had done, like here's how things would have played out if I didn't do those things for you. I can sort of meet you a little bit because Picard does make mention of the fact that Q has a weird fixation with him. Yes. But I don't see any, at the moment, I don't see a parallel between Picard misjudging his dad and then misjudging Q. I don't see, because I don't view... I know more about Q than I know about Picard's dad. So I can't I I can't buy those two being in parallel like that. I just can't. Right now. Okay. Ready? Yeah. yeah. I got another clue for you. Okay. Now it's all starting to come together. Um That doesn't seem strong enough to me. What does Rio say about father figures? He needs a father figure, yeah. He, yeah. he seeks out father figures. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's one thing too of how but that's fathers are not, are, well, it's a, it's a theme. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's not it's literal. So that's just reminding us that fathers need not be the person who yeah. gave the sperm yeah. to create you. Right. Right. I, I, and here's, I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's not that I think that there's a bunch of clues that point in that direction. It's like I'm just trying to imagine something interesting. Yeah. That could come out of this, and that's what I came up with. I I think it could be good. It could be really I, good. I feel very mixed on that, on that potentially being being it. I just I it doesn't feel like a strong enough case for me at the moment. Well, imagine this. Yeah. Imagine this. This would be cool. Imagine if there's a scene, Q and Picard going at it. And Q says, do you know what I've done? Do you know what I've done for you? And then we have a flash to yeah. like what would have happened in all the situations where you know, you think I was toying with you? You think I was playing games with you? Yeah. And then we get a flash to all the episodes and all the things and like what would have happened if Q so had not been be, So what you're saying is like we may learn that in all of their encounters over the past, since Next Generation days, there's going to be some through line through all of them. Whether maybe it's a through line or maybe something, something similar, maybe. I don't know, you know, I'm talking on my butt, but I love this. I'm excited now. Right. right. So yeah, you might see that like, you know, whatever it was. If, if I didn't send you to the Borg, you would have never been prepared. You would never been able to defeat them. Right. When they finally did come, and then we would see like a future where... Earth is all boredified. And then if I didn't if have I, a mariachi band, you would have never experienced the joys of Mexican music. But if I didn't send you to Sherwood Forest and play Robin Hood, so I, I mean, I can... Yeah. Right. Well, you, you leave out the goofy ones because that's what they do. Right. So you... So... All right. I can maybe get on board with that. I don't... Yeah. The, the father stuff, I don't know. But if it's... If it's... It's not direct. It's just a clue. No, 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 no. I just... I think that... If there's a way that they kind of say explain here's why i kept visiting you over the years picard because of x yeah right i think the reason why i'm not on board with the father oh, thing oh, is because it's, i think the reason oh, why i'm not on board with God. the father thing is because it's something that's just being introduced now and suddenly like like i don't like when something has to become retroactively important right i know i'm kind of doing the like the cheap yeah. writer thing yeah. but here's another good one. Yeah. Oh, get this Okay. Oh my god, here's the line. You ready? Yep. I don't know how yep. this is going to work as a podcast, but I'm loving this. Okay. Q turns to him and he says, do you think only humans and Romulans can be watchers over people? Yep. Do you think Q's cannot be watchers? He's been Picard's watcher the whole time. So but so he, only, he only knows how to do it in his way, which is by being a maniac. So Q and Gary Seven report to the same person? Yeah, yeah, they were buddies. They would have coffee together and be like, "So, how's your person doing?" Well, yeah, it is alright. All right, I can, you know, I can, I, all right, I can kind we're of. We're gonna go share forest. Well, I can kind of meet you on some of this. I mean, if 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 the show wants to somehow give me an explanation over why Q visited Picard so many times over the years, I'm on board. I'm on. I'm on board with that. That that's cool with me. Um, mm. It's not. I, I I wouldn't necessarily say that it's an answer that I felt needed questioning. 
no, no, no. You know, that needed, excuse me, a question that needed answering. No, but it didn't not need answering. But I'm either. open. To, I'm open to. It, it is a question that, that I've heard asked. Yeah. Like, why does he keep fucking with Picard? Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Other than he's a good, great character. Right. So, I, yeah. I mean, I. It, so, in that sense, I hope you're right. I hope nice. that that's. If I'm right on this one. This would be the mother of all weird predictions. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. I'm on, I'm on board with that. I, I just think that I'm. No, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm on board with that. Okay. I don't want to say any more on that. Okay. Because I, I can't. Three episodes left. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, we don't know. I just. But really I think, had to run. I, right but now. what troubles me about it, though, there's one mm-hmm. thing about that that troubles me, and this is more me than it is anything else. I, I get mad at myself for not reading it in this way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, the chances that I'm right are pretty slim. <laughs> yeah. Now, at the end of the episode, oh, yeah, oh, yes. And so this episode answered a concern that I had from early on. I said to you, you know, they're just brazenly beaming into the city with their technology in front of everybody. That's a good point. <laughs> and not, and, and, and just. Yeah, and no fine. repercussions except for a concussion for Rios. Yeah, that's so, a good point. Which is also they, the, why, how can they be that stupid? Well, and they set it up. For the end of this episode. But I've got to tell you. Okay. We're in the year. Okay. Well, they're in the year 2024. Okay. What that. So. What that agent saw on the camera. When he. The the footage of Picard beaming in. I mean, fuck. I can do that on my phone right now. I could create that on my phone. Well, yeah. But the thing of it is. <laughs> like it's. <laughs> the thing of it is that when they. I mean. When they say it's like. I don't I know. If someone... I have an app that will beam me into a room. Right, right, right. But what I'm saying is when you know that you've done something and then someone shows up with a video of you doing the thing that you know that you've done. Right. It's like, I don't, I think it's almost like, yes, you could do it, but why would someone do that? Because it's fun to play with cool apps, camera apps on no, your phone. No, but here's my question. Where did that guy get that? Like, if he just took it from the security video feed, like, why would someone put a special effect an hour and 45 minutes into a security video feed and then just put it back into the security? Because I'm a video, I do, I do video editing for a living and I can make you, I can make something look very real. Yeah, but I mean, like, let's say I'm posting it to TikTok and I'm posting it to TikTok. Look, people. No, but it's not TikTok. I was saying if that guy, like, if someone saw it and witnessed it and said, you got to check this out, and then he goes and he, you know, hacks into the, her security system and he finds it like in the middle of. Yeah, that's not someone posted it. That he goes in and gets it. You're questioning. Like, what, you're questioning. You're questioning. How does he have that? Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's ways he could have got it that it wouldn't seem weird. All right. Well, because right. it was definitely a security camera by the angle. Okay, but here's the thing. You're leading me into my next point. The FBI agent who walks into the bar at the end of the episode is played is played by an actor named Jay Carnes, who appeared on an episode of Star Trek Voyager in the fifth season. The name of the episode is called Relativity. He plays a Starfleet officer from the 29th century and is stationed aboard the timeship Relativity. And he has to go back in time and recruit Seven of Nine to fix some problems in the timeline. Oh, wow. Because basically the story was Voyager is getting destroyed. Somebody's sabotaging Voyager and they don't know who it is. So they yeah, keep recruiting they her. Yeah, they might be a time pole. They might be a... Um, yeah, it does seem a little weird to use that actor. So, so, but they don't know like the precise circumstances for why Voyager got destroyed. So they keep recruiting Seven of Nine over and over again and sending her to different place parts in time to see like when this may have happened right mm-hmm. so 
it's a long story, but it's a, it's a really fun episode. The thinking, and he plays first off again. His, he plays a first, his he's a Lieutenant Duquesne is his name. So, mm-hmm. so there is a theory out there now that that's and just given the fact that we're in, you know, time travel being a big theme of the episode of the season this year, that yeah. he may very well be that guy. But I will also say that actor does. Even after Voyager, he was a he was on the shield. Like he he's played law enforcement officers before, right? But but that's I guess being a mistake. Where I push back on that a little bit is they cast him specifically. Yeah, exactly. They knew. Yeah. So I I I don't know. I'm very on the fence about it. I would be. And the reason why I'm a little on the fence about it is whenever we have theories like this, they never turn out to be true. That's true. And it's sort of disappointing. <laughs> but right. it's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, There's a little more weight to it because time travel is a thing this season. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm not going to think too hard about that one because you're no. right. But I you're think, like, you know, he could be a, a, you know, an agent undercover. And, and the other thing was that Wikipedia for the next few episodes had him listed as that name, Duquesne. But I mean, you can go into Wikipedia and fucking put anything you want. Yeah. So I'm not gonna, you know, I'm just taking that with a grain of salt. But I think it could be possible. I think it would be very cool if they decided to do that. But at the same time, everybody seems to want this time police to be featured on one of these shows. Yeah. Right? I mean... Yeah. But I want them to have the rubber suits from Enterprise. Right. So, I mean, you know, they, it was Enterprise and then they wanted them on Discovery when they went they thought that Kovic was part of these people, so I I don't know. I I'm open to the idea. Yeah, we just don't expect it. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's, fair. that's just what I wanted to I just wanted to put that out there. So But how do you feel about the ending? The ending. Of the episode well, of the here's the way. So like you said, it really it depends on what happens with it. If he gets hauled away and then it's just regular, like, oh, he they were invested, they just have to go and break him out now, yeah. then it was a terrible choice. But if this somehow leads to something that kicks the endgame into motion, then that's right. This is going to be, because if Picard's going to be interrogated, this is going to be like the, the Voyage Home thing again, where Chekhov gets captured on the on the Enterprise and he's being interrogated by the military personnel, right? We're going to probably have a similar situation here. So, um, I, yeah, I, but like you, I mean, I hope this really kind of kicks the remaining three episodes into high gear and they begin to, to land this plane. You know, I think the more we talk about this episode, the less kind of, eh, I feel about it. I'm just voicing my continued hatred of, season-long story arcs and it's one of the reasons why i'm looking forward to strange new worlds is because you and i will be able to have a substantive discussion every week about the planet alien or situation of the week hopefully the big idea of the, the, the big idea of the week yes that's what i'm hoping for baby that's what i'm hoping for too because i haven't told it in a while but when i was in college took a course uh philosophy through science fiction literature and every Friday, we would watch an episode of Next Generation. We would read about a, a concept, a philosophical concept. We'd watch an episode of Next Gen, and then we'd have a discussion about it. It was so awesome. Mm. And that's what I miss. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking forward to. And we'll be able to do that in two weeks, my friend. Excellent. Anything I see college to make me a professor now. Anything else you want to add before we close out? Let me check the old notes here. Um, I do like the line, your closest friends call you captain. Yep. That was pretty funny. That's a weird callback to uh, the All Good Things finale. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Picard doesn't let anyone in. We're going to relieve you of command for taking your crew on a suicide mission. That was interesting. Um, uh, that's it. Very good. Well, 
thank you everybody for listening and also bearing with us through some of these technical hiccups that we had and yes. we'll see you next week to discuss the next episode which i believe is called the next episode is called mercy mercy yes mercy who's it gonna be mercy for i wonder okay cool it's being but but kirsten byer is one of the writers of it oh thank god finally bring some sanity back to these lanes sydney sydney appel and kirsten byer Nice. Yep. This is going to be the best episode of the season. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Well, thank you again, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Reach out to us on Instagram at In Star Trek We Trust Podcast and on Instagram at Star Trek We Trust. See you next week. Peace out. Later.